African Creators Podcast, a platform that seeks to empower and inspire creatives to follow their passion as well as bring about stories of triumph from the everyday challenging experience of being a young creative in Africa. this episode, we're going to be talking about multi-instrumentalism and the state of live looping in Africa with a special guest. Well, my name is Tabiso Valentine Dube, some call me Tabike, and this is the African Creators Podcast. Well, my next guest is a musical genius who started playing the organ at the age of 10 played in various school bands during his primary and secondary education, including the famous Prince Edward High School Jazz Band. He has attained awards at the Zimbabwe College of Music as well as the Namibian College of the Arts. He's collaborated and played with multiple artists across the globe, including touring several countries across four continents, including the US, the UK, Spain and Germany. He's a multi-instrumentalist, a session musician, a music educator, and now most notably, a loop artist. Say Ray, Raymond Tatendam Fumira. What's up, brother? And I'm welcome good. to the podcast. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 good it's good to have um such accomplished artists so that they can try as much as possible and share their experiences you know and 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 inspire all the young creatives out there right right first things first right uh let's just talk about why you felt that you needed to take music as 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 your career as your full-time job um firstly that's one of the only things i was good at um i was a sports person but to an extent music is where my heart really felt at home and um i always wanted to be a person to be a storyteller but i had to find a tool which was music that because i was shying away from the masses but when i hide behind an instrument i could easily do anything i could like a plug has been switched on right yeah right Right. um okay so there's there's one thing that i've i have realized that a lot of people get really uh astonished by when when you're playing on stage is that you play a whole wide range of instruments right and i'm pretty sure this is not an easy thing to find yourself being able to be fluent in like a whole bunch of instruments how did you get to such a point where you can play um i stand corrected by over seven instruments um right so um music is a form of art and when people talk of art they just see people who are drawing who are painting and i would like to use that as an example um if a painter always used one color for all these paintings do you think it was gonna look nice so i got i got bored of just using the same color so in in this case to playing the same instrument and the, the one of the major reasons was um i grew i start my music career really got big when i was in high school 
and I was at a boys' school, and at a boys' school, there's a lot of competition, you know. So even for sport, you see someone would try out as a keeper, then end up being a striker, or so for you to fight for to get, we used to call it jersey, like your your kit, like to get a sport in the band. There would be a lot of bands, but there'll be the one main band. You need to outdo someone in an instrument. So when I got there, I was playing organ, which was not even piano, which was not even keyboard. So when you're playing organ, there is skills from organ that you can't use on piano because it just sound like, what's this guy doing? So I, I tried to push myself playing the piano. There was no keyboard. There was just piano. So I tried to push myself, but when when we got to the audition, there was like 20 people who, who were auditioning for piano. And because the piano was just accessible, ever, anyone could play. So that's when I started to push myself to learn the bass guitar. Um, and the rest was history. Oh, another thing, when I, when I moved to another high school, um, I got there playing the bass guitar. And there was... A very good bass guitarist. His name was Tafazo Maroa, and I had to to practice keep because there was they had, they had a lot of keyboards. So that's how the change started, and me trying to be in spaces where I can't fit, and having to bring to pull out another instrument where there's no competition. That's how I ended up with. Yeah, but uh, obviously you've mentioned the bass guitar and the keyboard. What 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 other instruments uh, can you play outside of that? Okay, so um, I can play the marimba. It looks like a, a xylophone or a vibraphone, but it's made out of wood. Um, I can also play mbira, which is, they call it the thumb piano, but it's not a thumb piano, it's a mbira. Mbira <laughs> is mbira. Yeah. There's no English word, you can't replace that. So there's different types of mbira. So I play the nyunga nyunga mbira, I play the njari mbira, and I play the nare, which is also called mbira zawadzimu. And I also play percussion instruments like the shakers. We call them the horseshoes. I'm call them the maracas. I started recently trying to play the djembe, which is not easy <laughs> because <laughs> it involves you getting blisters if you don't have the right technique. And I'm still learning, but I'm at a point where I can accompany someone on the djembe. I also play conkers. I play traditional drums. Um, I also play hands, <laughs> you know, um, body percussion. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a whole art. If you don't know what to hit, you end up hitting your eye or something. Yeah. So it's a skill. Um, I tried to play the wind instruments. I tried the soprano saxophone. Didn't go down well, but <laughs> I I couldn't know what's happening. All right. Um, I play a recorder. Okay. Um, a Gary Klein recorder. It's it's some would just say it's a pipe but it's actually got notes and it's yeah and um another instrument that i'm still struggling with is a voice yeah um <laughs> i'm learning to sing and yeah yeah i i i heard uh a couple of days ago that the voice is probably one of the most complicated instruments there is so so i can imagine you know the the difficulties that I'd come with that because I'm not really like <laughs> a really good instrumentalist when it comes to my voice as well. Um, yeah, but it, it's quite interesting because um, 
there's there's one huge aspect that you've really taken advantage of of you being able to be a multi-instrumentalist right um which brings us to the main subject of today's episode um live looping you are now a loop artist and that is practically your main um solo act right and can you please just explain to us what live looping or, or what a loop artist does um because i'm sure this is something that is not common on this continent um and there are not a lot of artists that actually do this kind of uh style of music okay so um looping um just the definition of looping is repeating a certain part or repeating a certain thing you're looping looping and a very good example i could give there's this application called acapella and people do record different voices like they sing the tenor the bass and the voice just keeps looping but it's different voicings and different harmonies but with, with in my case i am looping using instruments so for example i start with the mbira then i put the bass and i put the the keyboard um then i i i, I sing um that's but everything is happening live and i've i've done other um concert with some rappers and i'll literally be making the beat on stage and they call it beat making live beat making but it's still live looping where maybe i'll throw in eight bars of the beat and then i put melody so so that's that's live looping for me um where i am really programming every sound that you hear is live on stage nothing is pre-recorded right so all these instruments you bring them on stage and then you start playing um them one by one i'm assuming that you also use your voice as well as an instrument during yes. these performances yes. i wish i could beatbox then i'll be like yeah but yeah i should actually learn how to beatbox that that should be another tool so i literally bring everything on stage with me and for now i'm using a boss rsc 30 um it's a loop station which has two channels mm. and what I, i do is i bring a mixer so um i have a mixer 12 channel mixer okay so i take the left and right and i plug it onto the two channels of the boss and then i have 12 channels where i can plug in instruments um before when i started i was using a digitech which had one channel so what i had to do i i couldn't afford to buy a mixer so i would play Tambira. Right. Then what's the loop is going I find it a dance kind to remove the jack. <laughs> then I plug in I plug in um, another instrument and I played then I remove the jack but I actually figured that I could actually put everything on the mixer and just not worry about taking things off and you get that sound. Right. Right. So so I mean I guess I guess this this is kind of um something that you had to go through you know an experience for you to be able to figure you know a way around it yes definitely um, yeah i mean which is the idea for for the the big idea 
behind this podcast as well you know uh trying to share as as much of the experiences you know in order to give insight to others as well um so live looping is not it's not as big in africa as compared to how big it is on a global scale um can you please share more uh insight with regards to how live looping is doing on the continent uh and if the prospects are good for this type of music and why exactly you chose to become a live looping artist okay so for a start why i I chose looping is um, I started touring with a band in 2009 and we were seven in the band and the promoter after that tour he didn't book us again because he says your numbers your numbers (laughs) I can't pay seven tickets seven hotel rooms pay for seven you know it was costly and it was not profitable for them and then at some point i was in a band that had four people and in that band we traveled a lot we traveled we would travel just to go and do like gigs for travel not even for a tour travel for a gig as far as as other continents just go do one gig and come back and the art behind that is the numbers so myself being a solo artist i can easily get booked um to another town to another gig because it's just one accommodation one transport one food one everything you know right and the money is, is is more but besides the money um you have control over your music mm so um when you're playing by yourself you can tell your story according to the place where you're at because you can feel the vibe of the people you can feel the emotion you can you can direct your looping or your music in the way but if you're a group and you've rehearsed for four years together and you're tied together and you get to a place where you feel you want to change you can't because these guys your other band members are stuck with the same way of playing so flexibility wise you don't have um when you're a solo artist you're independent you can change whatever music you want to do also just getting a band to be in a rehearsal room <laughs> yeah yeah you get three people saying we are free at five and the other one says no at five i've got this can we do it at six yeah and then at six the other guy has to leave at seven so when you when you're a solo artist you can decide your own time of rehearsals right um the admin you you're the own so you're like an uh you're just doing everything by yourself you're managing everything by yourself you know time wise for rehearsal you know how much work you want to put into it right yeah yeah no it's uh it's quite interesting that you mentioned how how much of an influence you know the different challenges that as artists we face because a lot of artists on the continent they are not full-time artists you know they have a full-time job and they kind of do this you know part-time because it's very difficult to find sustenance you know um 
when you're just being a creative, you know. Um, but it's nice that you found a way around it. You know, you're still full-time creative and you found a way to work around people's schedules and just decided to just, you know, uh, work on your own. Um, so I guess that also just influences Besides the fact that you have control over your music, you generally have control over your career as an act, as a brand, considering that you don't have to rely on other people. Am I correct? I stand corrected. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is correct. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the state of live looping uh, performance and acts. We can talk in the context of, of Namibia itself. We can talk in the context of Zimbabwe, in the context of... Uh, South Africa or any other country in particular but I also want to um, discuss in broader terms like on the continent what is the state of live looping music in Namibia I've I've seen um, some live looping artists and the state of it in Africa is the resources because with live looping okay you can make shift a guitar if you can't afford to buy one, you can get twine, you can get teens, you can make a guitar, you can make your own drum, you can you can you could get away with certain instruments if you if it's about resources, you say, okay, right, you have you can make you can you have the raw materials, you know. But with live looping, there's a you need the gadget to mm. begin with. Mm. And those things don't come cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can imagine. Yeah. Those things don't come cheap. And for 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 they for, for the live looping to be a very popular genre, um people need to invest. And people don't like people don't like to invest in, in their instruments. Right. Right. So in Namibia this it's it's a very small population compared to other populations and one person can make a huge impact there is about four artists i know who are very influential but people are not educated that they don't know that it's actually live looping when someone is doing it right they think it's pre-recorded because um this nation is big on backtracks oh, okay it's big on playbacks you know people do a lot of playbacks and when someone comes and does live looping it's associated with playback oh, okay that's what happens they there hasn't been like other nations where someone takes it to a bigger platform and starts to explain, okay, I'm doing this, then I'm doing this, then I'm doing this. That way you, you can also inspire other other musicians to 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 get into that trade. Right. You know? And we we know of our of, of a very big um, artist from South Africa called Jeremy Loops already his name jeremy loops you know um when i was in zim i heard about jeremy loops he came he performed i was like wow i was blown away and i i didn't enter into live looping willingly <laughs> yeah it's it's nice that we got we got an exclusive confession from you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it but, was by default right right um i was i was part of this band um, and there's some sounds that we needed that we couldn't produce just the four of us. Right. So one of us had to be sacrificed. Um, the drummer was busy with his drum. He couldn't loop. 
after that the guitarist was so busy with with a lot of melodies and what he had to take of so it was my responsibility to to do the looping because i was playing a melody instrument where i had to stick to one melody type of thing and with looping it's it's very easy when you stick to one melody because that melody keeps you know if you, as you heard the genre the ama piano right you hear there's that sound that's going wah 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 mm-hmm, wah mm-hmm. you can literally loop that on stage and it just runs the whole song it doesn't change right so i played i did those kind of things in the band to play the same melody so i would so that's how i started looping mm. and i'd loop that sound and go and cover at the other part where they needed the instrument right and by doing it i fell in love with it mm. and boom i was looping ever since but only to launch my career um in 2017 at the world music festival in vinduk but i'd been looping since 2011 that's that's good to know yeah but i mean obviously now you're you're working mostly as a solo artist um and as a live looping artist as well but you're also a part-time session musician uh, and and you've played with a whole bunch of artists um uh, from all over the world which few artists do you think had quite a lot of influence on your personal solo music career and which country of all the countries that you've been to was your favorite and why i guess so i'll start with bands okay so from school um we had a very strict captain if i would use that word right he would want practice to start at one o'clock and school finished at one or five so that five minutes between school and into the rear so you need to you had to make a plan to leave class with us to go to the toilet like at quarter to one so you can go and set up your stuff because in that band i played keyboard so he would just walk in and be like yo ray give me an a and if i'm not set up ah uh, it's punishment it's, yeah it was like seniority which was good time but that contributed to timekeeping which is a very important thing Um when you have to do anything even in music you need to keep your time otherwise you lose your clients. And then I I I after school I worked for a band called uh Kibo and we did rehearsals for a year from 8 to 5 every weekday. So it was full time, you know, going right. to a band rehearsal and you would log in when you get out and you'd log out like the time when you're getting paid <laughs> they would check the time. So that for a start helped me get a lot of um recognition because they say oh this guy keeps time he's never late if he's late something really bad has happened right and that just got into the system so for my solo career time is very key to everything because it's time that you know when to apply for things it's time when you know when to go to restaurants you can't go or after valentines and look for a valentines gig right so everything is got to do with timing and that yeah. helped me yeah no i i i realized that time is a is a very integral uh, factor you know to consider especially when considering one's career in the creative industry yeah but i realize also that um this is something that a lot of creative people are really 
struggling with and um it's really great that you've mentioned it already um how how important time is one of the most primary lessons that you've learned earlier on in your career that have really helped you be the person you are today you know and b- before i get to to my to my favorite place i've been to or i've played um there's another band that i played for called black pressure and the lead singer uh she had a different way of approach to music which really influenced how i think how i feel about music right um she was not normal she <laughs> she is not normal she yeah not she, normal is good <laughs> yeah and in that band i'll be the one always arguing no why are we doing this way why are we going this direction why are we not playing this direction right and then she breaks down songs we we when 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 we do when we know we are creating a song we know at least we're going to spend 3 days on that song by 3 days i'm talking 10 until 3 o'clock of rehearsals yeah. so 5 hours 4 hours of rehearsals yeah that's so intense. that's 12 hours per song this is just creating this is not putting it together it's just having a rough and maybe after those 3 days <laughs> she would say no this is not it Let's start again, <laughs> you know. And that taught me not to rush, you know. People just want to, oh, I've got lyrics, let me just go to a studio, boom, 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 boom. And then you bring the song to a band, the band plays it really nice. You're like, wow, I wish I had recorded that version because people are rushing into into finishing a product. And I always take my time. Like, I've been working on my music for three years now. I haven't had one complete song that... <laughs> I would I would perform where I have half songs but because I'm not satisfied with how they're coming out and also the other important thing that I learned from that band is to pick an audience. Right. So, I can't be um in in the cooking school and be learning how to make pork to go and work in in a muslim country right because no one is going to buy the pork no right. one is going to yeah yeah you know and i can't start making reggae music to go and perform it at a yoga festival or whatever you know like it's just examples like when you're an artist you must pick your your audience first right that's that's an important thing that i learned from that band that you need to pick your audience because you can't make everyone happy you can't make music for everyone so so i've picked my audience and i'm i'm working on music towards that audience which doesn't make sense to my colleagues cuz they're like ah this is not working you must put this you must put strings you must put what but you know i i know what i want my sound to be organic i want my sound to just be like you know yeah so Um by that you also have to research on other people who are doing the same kind of thing right. but don't copy just listen yeah, and gather inspiration you know compare yeah mm. and the best country I've been to um was uh Turkey <laughs> I I I worked in Turkey okay, for I didn't expect that yeah. but uh, that's oh, of course the kebab awesome. was nice and yeah so in Turkey it was more of a musical experience though i was there for six months um there was the place where we stayed had 200 p- 
people who did different form of art and some did sport they were acrobats but everyone had their own form of art right which some of the things i saw for the first time you know so there i learned that in this world everyone has their own space right you know yeah you can't compete with another person because that person has their own style you have your own style and in those 200 people that we we performed at different hotels and each group had about 15 to 16 people and every time we'd go to the same hotels and they didn't get bored because it was meaning everyone was playing their own different parts they were, so it means in this world there's no there's no rush to be uh, felt intimidated about someone's art or what is if if you just find your space right you will because i was maybe one number one of 199 people but i had my own art that made me to be in that place if it was not there there was going to be a, a void like there's right. going to be a yeah. gap if someone gets sick we would see groups struggling like so who's going to who's going to ride the bicycle who's going to who's going to be the contortionist because i can't be a contortionist like yeah. and if my keyboard is not there no one is going to play keyboard because then people need to do their magic when whatever stuff they need to do so just by that turkey taught me that you know it's only time but everyone has got their own sport in in the game you know right cool man Thank you. Thank you so much. Um yeah, but but just just one last question, right? Um b- before we we conclude. Uh, I just I just wanted to ask you uh, considering the fact that more and more parents are becoming open to their children taking up careers in the in the creative industry. What what advice do you have for the young creatives whose parents still shun the creative industry? Um first don't don't rebel you know find out what they want you to do and i would say just pick pick your 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 whatever creative industry thing as a side hustle and do it so well that they are even going to be like wow you know cuz at one point in a setting where they didn't want me to to do music and we got when it got to birthday parties they'll be like so who's going to be our dj now ah <laughs> so can you be already they didn't know that me being the dj it's also a part of music because djing right. is a yeah. profession you know yeah. and that you be like oh so you want me to be the dj but you don't want me to do music you know type of things like like j- just just pick just just do what they want you to do b- because you're under their roof or you're respecting them because the bible says honor your father and mother so that mm-hmm. your days may be Yeah but also do your side hustle and the light will shine where they'll be like oh okay yeah another another thing that you didn't know is um I got when I was at Churchill Boys I I got a, a hockey scholarship to go to study at Prince Edward and my dad had to buy me a uniform another uniform because I hadn't even finished my all levels I just went on as in form 4 which is the year I'm supposed to write and it didn't make sense to them right. why are you changing because I was going to change subjects I was going to wh- why are you changing schools at the last year you know in in my head I'm like yo I'm not good in school you know you know that <laughs> right <laughs> so let me just take this you know and he was like okay and I I was in hockey for a term then I ran away and I went to music right and just 
that my scholarship got taken away but i was already in the system i had to do it so good that i had to fight for a half scholarship it was not smooth it's, it's never smooth mm. so just just do your side hustle but just know it's not easy you know right for for you to get yeah. to the point where it's good to know um because i think what what the coronavirus pandemic has also taught us is that creatives are a very very integral true and pivotal part of society it doesn't matter in what kind of community because now that most parts of the world have been in lockdown they have turned to music they've turned to film they've turned to uh, various forms of art you know in yeah. order to 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 TikTok, cope. people are acting you yeah. know, <laughs> like everybody is, is a creative now you know because because of social media you know so it's it's really good to know and i think a lot of people because of these experiences they're going to become even more open minded about you know what the creative sector has to contribute to society uh, thank you so much, man. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's great to be here at the African Creatives. Yeah. <laughs> Probably one of the first people to be on this platform, yeah. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, and it, it's 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 always amazing to, to have, you know, um, people who have vast experience and people who have a lot of ideas to share. That's what we are trying to promote. Yeah, so you heard it from Sir Ray. He said that... Uh, Time is an extremely important factor that you have to respect and uphold, especially if you're creative, and that you also need to be open, you know, to to new ideas. You need to look for your space because your space exists. Everybody has a contribution to make in today's uh, creative society. So don't be intimidated by by some other artist's work you know just focus on your own and eventually you're gonna get your piece of the cake all right so tabi sodube your host for the african creators podcast out thank you for tuning into the african creators podcast we'll check you out on the flip side 